Chapter 1 Thalea and her sister Argea sat, silent and bored, on the bench in the courtyard of their father's palace on Mount Olympus. The spray of a lovely fountain filled the air above them. The fountain meant that the sisters' family held responsibilities over waters. Indeed, their family, sprung from Nereus, the girl's grandfather, took care of a large proportion of the waters in the region of the lands of men called Greece or Hellas. As they had grown up in their father's house on Olympus, Philea and Argea found that the other immortals sometimes called them goddess and sometimes called them nymphs. The essential thing about them, though, which they shared with all the other inhabitants of Olympus, was their divine immortality. "'What are we going to do?' Philea said finally. At nineteen, she was the older sister. "'I know,' said eighteen-year-old Argea. "'Let's stay up all night and watch Apollo bring the sun up in the east over the lands of men.' Philea's eyes widened in surprise. "'I don't think we've ever done that before.' "'Why do we still sleep anyway?' Argea asked. "'Well,' Philea replied, "'Mother says it makes our charms look fresher, doesn't she?' "'I think she made that up,' Argea said. "'I don't want to sleep at all any more.' "'Me either,' Philea said. "'So what do we do while we don't sleep?' "'Let's have dares,' said Argea. "'You go first. Dare me to do something.' "'Oh, I don't know. Um, climb onto the roof of the palace.' They gave each other dares until nearly midnight, and there was a great deal of climbing and splashing and the holding of divine breath ever longer. The girls could pass out, though, of course, no harm could really come to them. Finally, Thalea said, "'I'm bored. Let's play knucklebones.' "'No, no, no,' Argea said. "'I just thought of the best dare ever.' Run around the courtyard of the palace of Zeus. Argea, are you crazy? What if Zeus sees us? He might, you know. She blushed as her voice trailed off. What gods did with goddesses, especially young goddesses like Thalea and Argea, had recently become a subject of much more interest to her than it ever had been before. Thalea thought about the deeds of Eros, more often than she would care to admit even to her sister, wondering what they would feel like and whether she could ever tell a god what she really longed for, to be made to do the deeds of Eros with him, while she cried out in shame for her ruined honor. The female goddesses did their best to prepare young immortal girls like Philea and Argea for what might befall them at the hands and loins of the gods, all nymphs went to lessons at Mother Hestia's palace three times a week. Mostly they learned to spin and weave, which were duties they shared with mortal women, though the cloth woven by immortal fingers had magical properties that enhanced gods' and goddesses' powers. Even Athena herself, mighty goddess of war and wisdom, spun and wove in her person as the deity of craft. She came to Hestia's, too, to teach more advanced lessons in weaving, as well as in the wiles of gods and men. 
and Thalia seemed always to be remembering a certain thing she had heard from the Lady Athena at one of those lessons. Indeed, the little lesson had stuck firm in her mind and seemed to rise to the surface of her thoughts unbidden at least once a day. The conversation had been about the maiden calling, as Athena and Hestia and Artemis named their perpetual refusal of the deeds of Eros. Lady Athena had said to all the girls present, "'Some of you may have the maiden calling.' And if you do, you need not worry, for the Olympian gods will stay away from you. If it should happen that you escape the clutches of a god, don't laugh, girls, for many of them had tittered at the idea that they might resist when a god set his desire upon them. It happens.'